Hello, and welcome to episode 54 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ken Rossi. Ken, how you doing, man? It's been a while. I was away at Otakon uh, last week, mm-hmm. and, or two weeks ago now, I guess. Um, and uh, we've had days where our schedules didn't work out as far as getting to do this. <laughs> so we're doing it now. Yeah. How you been? Well, I'm good, but you know they say better late than never. Exactly, exactly. We are here to do episode 54. I was going to try and make it rhyme, but I couldn't think of a word to rhyme with four. So, whatever. We'll Not work a on pleasant it. word anyways, right? <laughs> yes. This week, we are going to talk about the Valkyria Chronicles 4 demo. Mm-hmm. This was sort of a uh, spur-of-the-moment thing for, well, for, for us. We were like, hey, what do we do, what do, we do with this week for the podcast? We were looking around and trying to see things, and you had mentioned to me, hey, Valkyria Chronicles 4 has a demo out. And I was like, oh, is it for 3DS? It's like, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it's for PS4 uh, and Xbox One. So... Yeah. And I said, Switch. all right. And Switch. Yeah, yeah, and Switch. And Switch, you're right. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I will check it out. Uh, having never played a Valkyria, a Valkyria Chronicles before. So this is my first foray into the series. Ken, it's your favorite, or one of your favorites, correct? Yeah, it's, you know, on the PlayStation 3, I think it's arguably one of my favorites maybe even my my favorite from the playstation 3 uh, era of games but definitely uh i like it a lot so much so that i made sure i got the sequel that they made only for the uh, playstation portable the psp and then i made sure to import the third game that is only available in japan there's no (laughs) Official Eng- English language version. English. Yeah, English. <laughs> <laughs> but I made sure to import that, and I have a copy of that. That's how much uh, I like this series. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, though, the first game is arguably one of my favorites from the PlayStation 3. Okay, very cool. This I'm I'm really glad that I got to play it, but we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, as I said, this is my first time playing a Valkyria Chronicles game, so would I need to play the other ones before playing four? If I wanted to do it for some reason, um, like is it necessary? Well, to be honest, uh, I don't really know about the story in three, so we'll scratch okay. that one off. The second one, I believe it tells the story leading up to the war. Like you're at this high school training camp kind of area and it's leading up to this big war, but it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the original game. From my understanding, where, where the story takes place in four is that it takes place during one. So one and four take place at the same time. Mm, okay. um, in fact, at the point in the, the demo where they talk about how they invaded Gallia, mm-hmm. right? That's what the first game is about. Like the first mission you're in Gallia when that happens in the first game. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so from my understanding, this fourth game takes place during the during the game. events of one. Yeah, so it's kind gotcha. of a alternate story. And, okay. You know, there's also uh, the the stepchild game that I forgot to mention because I haven't played it. It just came <laughs> out. It was uh, I think it was Valkyria Revolution. 
And it gets rid of the, the turn-based style stuff, and it's pure action. It's, like, action-based. Huh. But I haven't played that one yet, so I'm not, you know, 100% sure if that has any story to do with um, this one at all. I don't think it does, but it could, you know, who knows. Right, right, who really knows? Those who play it would know, of course. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect going into... Uh, Valkyria, Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles? It's I know, it's a tough word. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I was not sure what to expect going into the game. Because, you know, looking at the trailer and everything... Uh, well, actually, no, not even that. Just, you know, hearing the name of it, I was thinking it was going to be like a fantasy... A, you know, a heavy fantasy style of game. Right. Or, you know, your typical anime fantasy style of game but it's not right so when i fired up and i was oh we have guns and this is like grounded in realism but with you know your anime flair right but they have a you know i I thought that was i thought that was cool and i was not expecting that so that was really nice to to see that well they even have an anime uh that tells the story of the first game so oh, okay. if, if you'd rather just get the story and not play the game, you can do that. That's available. Okay. Um, I checked it out. It's pretty much identical other than, you know, 3D game models versus 2D they're talking. Yeah. But, yeah, if, if that's if that's what you'd rather do, you can do that. Okay. Very cool. I'll have to look into that at some point then. I am curious. But getting into our discussion on the demo, we're just going to give our impressions of it, you know, and we'll, we'll go from there. There might be more. Who knows? We'll see. Right. So jumping into the story that we got to see in the demo, I guess, okay, I guess backtracking a little bit. The demo covers two chapters, and there's some skirmish stuff in there and everything else. But the main, the main meat of the demo was basically two chapters – so with cutscenes and and there's two battles in the or well three if you count the prologue. Um, right. The tutorial. But, yeah, yeah. Tutorial, prologue, whatever, yeah. So you got that and you go through the two chapters and that's kind of it. And then you can import your save when the game releases in the fall of of this year. Yeah, and that's gotta be the the coolest feature of all. Because you can um you can go into skirmishes and just level up your guys, you know, and then as soon as the game comes out, import, bam, you start taking people out. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, exactly, exactly. It's, that's the super cool thing, too, because, you know, if you like the game a lot, then you can definitely just go in and power level, you know, mm-hmm. your, your, your squad up to a point where, you know, you can be unstoppable. Well, that's sure. kind of that's kind of the beauty of it, though, is that you're not going to be unstoppable, uh. you know, because it's it's a bit of a chess match because each piece is better against other pieces. Like you have your, um, for some reason I want to call them strikers. I don't think that's their name. Shock troopers. Shock or troopers. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. shock. They call them shock troopers. And they have a machine gun. And yeah. so they, they put a lot of bullets into you. So if you take a scout or even another shock trooper up into an area where there's a shock trooper and you don't get into cover or try and shoot at him right away, you're going to get blown away no matter how high of a level you are. Gotcha. So that's okay. kind of the, the nice thing about it is that you are going to improve and you will take guys down quicker. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be this unstoppable force. You know, it has an, an element of realism there. That you still have to strategize. You still want to take the best shot and the best opportunity if you want everyone to survive. Right. Very true. Very true. We can come back to that, though, for sure. Um, the story of the demo... Again, over two chapters covers the war in what's the, what's the name of the region again? Europa. I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I was gonna call it. I was gonna call it Europe, but I didn't want to like, you know, 
Right. You can well, move to E. What is it? It's, uh, it's essentially World War II in Europe, but it's told from an alternative, you know, kind of uh, perspective, if you will. It's an alternative world. You know, yeah. so instead of Europe, it's Europa. And, you know, instead of uh, Germany, it's the Empire or something like that. But right. it's, it heavily follows the story of World War Two as a base. I think that's why I sort of came around to the game so much, as quickly as I did, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because World War Two is one of my favorite parts of history. Mm-hmm. And when like when when I first saw you know when I first got into the game and I saw what they were doing, I was like, this seems vaguely familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where I've seen this before, but it's vaguely familiar. And then it clicked, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I like it. So yeah, like you said, it's basically World War Two from in an alternate uh, universe. Yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a timeline. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. And um, what what were your overall impressions on what we got, what we got of the story from the demo? You know, as somebody that's played the first Valkyria, mm-hmm. it definitely had a a flavor, for lack of a better word, that was very reminiscent of the first game. And so the story kind of seems to follow the same sort of trend, if you will. Um, I I kind of like the I want to I want to say her name is Riley, the blonde girl. With the pigtails? No, she don't have pigtails. I'm t- I'm not she, pigtails. The the yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Riley. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like her, and I like that she hates the main guy. <laughs> the The only problem I have with this is that this is a, a Japanese game. So I would be willing to put money down on the fact that before the game ends, they will become the best of friends. She's going to come around to the idea. Yeah, possibly even lovers. <laughs> so I mean I, I kind of wish like maybe they would be friends but still be standoffish you know it obviously yeah. depends on what happened in the past between them right, but I which just, we don't really know about yeah, during I, the demo I just know like I've played enough Japanese games to know where it's going and, and right. that is where it's going yeah I could definitely see that happening too I yeah we can do story and characters because I didn't even think about putting that in this part of the discussion. But yes, definitely do that. I again, I love the World War II thing that, that that they're doing. It's super cool. And then the characters in general, I also I also really like. Um, I like Kai as a sniper. Yeah. And I also really like Raz. Raz is great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He's, he's different. So, so, yeah. <laughs> it was some of the best dialogue in, in the in the demo. The, um, <laughs> yeah, when she's, like, now, taking the pictures. <laughs> yeah. And when you're at the base and you see the Navy people for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just marvelous. I laughed really hard at that. But the, the characters and the story... They both seem very interesting. I like that they have, again, like the anime art style and all that stuff really, really intrigues me. There there wasn't really a whole lot that they gave us as far as story goes in the demo. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that the story opens up the more you play. And obviously, once it comes out, we'll know more about it. Yeah. So that's kind of going to be the... um, the, the clincher there because right now it's it's all about tutorial because I remember you're all like well I only played through chapter one I was like you have to play at least till chapter two get all that stuff out because there's still more tutorial stuff that they're explaining and you kind of want to get done so you get the full taste the full flavor of the game 
So, but it, I think it was a good sampler size. Yeah, I, I think mean, it definitely was a good sample size to get people interested in the game. Yeah, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And that'll let you know if you should buy the game or not buy the game. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. But, so, I'm kind of interested because I've told you about the game before. And I tried to explain it and I don't think I explained uh, the combat very well. What did you think of the combat? I was not sure what to expect from the combat going in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the game just sort of throws you into the first battle. I mean, like, like, like it, it, gives you a, it gives you the tutorial and stuff. But it's just like, oh, hey, you're going to fight. And here's how you fight. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't like you get to do, you know, training stuff first. You right. know, with dummies or whatever. Like, no, you're no, no. You're starting you. We're starting you in a, in the fight for uh, um, what's the town they were in? I can't yeah. remember the name of the town they I were don't in. Remember. But yeah, they start you in that in that Just... field with the windmills and stuff, and you're fighting. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, the combat was really interesting. It has a similar system to uh, Divinity. Where you get you get action points to move and attack, or you get action points, and you can use those to move. What I like about Valkyria, in terms of the combat mm-hmm. gameplay in particular, is that you can move using your AP, but you don't have to attack, right. um, and that's okay. You can just move and not attack, or you can move. You can attack and then move. Yeah. Like it's not one or the other. Right. It's not it's not like XCOM where you get you get your you can move and attack or you can not move and you can go in Overwatch, not move not not move and not attack, get ready for an attack. Uh, or if you attack at the end of your turn with that with that person. Right. Um so yeah, I really liked that part of the combat. There's uh, gameplay, and that's uh, that's one thing that I like. I can go into more, but right. I want to let you talk. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just like, I already I already know how I feel, and it's more that I I was trying to get you to play this game, uh, the first game, <laughs> and I'm trying yeah. to explain like, man, it's so awesome. You can do this. You can do that. And then you're like, um, yeah, I should pick that up. And then when we got off, you were like, I ain't picking that up. It sounds like, you know. <laughs> um, but, like, it, it has so many layers to it. Oh, yeah, there's you know? definitely, like you said, layers to the combat. Because, you know, again, like I said, you you can well, you can do so many things as far as moving, moving, your, moving your, your characters around. And you know, putting them in the best position to succeed in terms of fighting an enemy or getting a position for a sneak attack, you can move multiple people up to cover and then have them all attack one guy and just mow them down in two shots. Right. Well, what's really nice is that you can just move one guy on your turn. You know, like they yeah. give you your CP points. Yes. They give you eight CP points. You can use that on one person if that's what you want. Right. I don't know why you would do that because... Right, but you can. Yeah, I mean, there's limited ammo. Certain uh, guns only have so many shots. Like the sniper rifle, it has three shots. And you do get a bullet every turn. You're, you're replenished a bullet or you can have your engineer come up and uh, walk up next to you and they'll replenish your bullets. But, you know, you have X amount of bullets for that gun. So you, you kind of have to use them wisely if you're going to use that one character. Yeah. And even then, like you said, your, your AP uh, goes down. So every time you use them, you're not really going to get to move them very much. Because they get tired, right? Yeah, and you can only and so 
there are one, two, three. It's like four or five classes in terms of uh, combat. There's scouts. There's grenadiers. There's lancers. There's your tanks, or I guess tank. Maybe, yeah. maybe 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 multiple things. I don't know. But there's those, and there's your snipers and shock troopers. So six total. You also forgot your engineers. Thank you, engineer seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the there's... the grenadiers. Those are new to four. Oh, okay. They, they were not class, in cool. one. I don't know if they were in two or three because unfortunately I didn't really get a chance to go through those. Right. But I know that they are not in one. You don't get uh, grenadiers at all. And I think that honestly, like that class is super fun for me. I'm kind the of grenadier ex- class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I, think... I like the idea of having one of them and just picking enemies off at a distance. Yeah. With their mortars. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to later on. There's going to be maps that make them really difficult to use. So that'll be a, a challenge, I think, in the future. But I do really love uh, this new class, and I'm excited uh, to check those out more yes. in depth. Yeah, most definitely. There's a system in the game called Potentials. Oh, and yes. <laughs> they're basically they're basically status effects. Yep. For your characters, you know, you have something like, uh, you know, clumsy where they drop ammo or something like that. There's a negative one and a positive one where you can get something like increased defense or increased evasion or whatever, and those all proc depending on the situation. So right. if you have a character who, uh who gets nervous around women, for instance, his defense might go down. Right. When he walks around women. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh in, in in the in the game, the squads are unless you choose, the squads are mixed uh the squad is a mixed bag of both yep. males and females. Yep. And that's yeah. really cool. I wasn't when they first <laughs> showed the potential thing like they didn't do a tutorial for it immediately, so I was like, oh, "Okay, what's this?" I didn't know what the, what it was, right? Because I saw Kai's Dead Eye pop up, and I was like, "Okay, cool, I know what Dead Eye is." Because from XCOM Dead Eye, you get like increased critical hit chance or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So Dead Eye, Dead Eye procs. All right, cool. I'm gonna take a shot. She missed, and I was like, "God, waste." <laughs> so. Yeah, I like the potential system. I really do. And also, each character has different people that they like within the within the within the roster. Right. So it's all about balancing those people that like each other, as well as those, their potentials and their cl- their specific class as well. Yeah, and there's here's the thing: there's good potentials and bad potentials yep, too. Yep. And one of my favorites from the the new game here was uh, there's a sniper whose name is Aladdin. Did you use him um, at all? I did. I used him in the in the last mission in chapter two. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I uh, I used him uh, in chapter one to go up and try and snipe some of those guys that were shooting down, which apparently that was a mistake because they just revive if you kill them. Anyways, <laughs> um, I was using him to shoot at those guys and. He got a potential that came up that said shiny head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it lowers <Yeah>. his <laughs> evasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can go, You oh. once you get far enough into the demo, there's a part where you go to your uh, headquarters. Yep. And and it's a big camp where you can go and you can, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to this in a minute, but you can go and you can upgrade, you can train your troops and level them up. You can make weapons through R&D uh, and, you know, you can give your soldiers um, equipment and things like that. And you, again, here you can also go and you can check out each individual, each individual's, each individual character's likes and their potentials. Mm-hmm. So you can see who they like in the squad. In, and you can also, um, again, see the, see the potentials. Aladdin's was shiny head, as you said. It was like, oh, his shiny head makes him more 
uh, obvious to see in combat or something. So yeah. Lotus defense, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Like it, it toes the line between realism and fantasy and serious and uh, humor. It it just has this great blend. You know, I never feel like it's too serious or too funny or or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, they even have a, there's a shock trooper. I forget her name. I, I want to say it's like Franny or something. Is but it Emmy? She, no. She's wearing a helmet. <laughs> oh, her. She's, I think yes. she's the one with the pigtails. Yeah, she yeah. has just the, yeah, the, the night helmet. Yeah, and I was just like, that's, that's so cool. I have to use her. I had her in my I had I moved her over into my active roster when I got her just because I wanted to use her and I never actually used it for some reason I forgot or they had took her out and I didn't realize it so right I don't know but at this point I didn't get to use her so I was scrolling through and I was like wait a minute she looks different why does she have that helmet on yeah yeah and one of her traits I think is that she's not good with people like that's one of her traits is that there's too many people around her it triggers and then she like gets scared it lowers her accuracy or something like that yeah Uh, there's even one in the first game there was one called allergies and if you walked over a grassy area it would kick in and lower their accuracy oh jesus yeah so yeah it's it's so funny uh watching these potentials pop up because i had forgotten sometimes you know what each character's potentials were and then realizing that oh i just messed up because i took a character and put them too close to a woman or a man or you know they uh again like like the shiny head thing pops up so any of those sorts of things just randomly happen yeah. Well, random in terms of what's going on in the moment. Right. I'm kind of curious though. Did you lose anyone? No. Okay. Nobody died. I had Kai go down and get incapped, but I was able to rescue her. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Cause I because think I, if, I noticed. If, I noticed it in in the demo. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Um, you're probably gonna say what I was gonna say anyway. <laughs> in the demo, they made a made a point uh, to tell you that hey, if your squ- if one of your squad members members go down, you can revive them, and they'll go back to base, and they yep. can and they come back next turn on your next phase. But if you don't get to them within three turns, then they'll die and they're gone. Yeah. And the um, the main characters like Kai and that they yeah. can't die. Like if you let them die, it's game over because they're story based characters. You have to have them survive. Oh man, everyone so, else is cannon fodder. <laughs> pretty much. That's why I think it gives uh, with those characters they get that extra command point. Yeah. Because it's a plus minus because. They give you that extra point so that you can use it for everyone else. But if they get knocked and you can't revive them, it's instant game over. Right. I like that added pressure of trying to keep your three is three or four core mm-hmm. characters alive. Everyone else can die if they want to, but Dude, you know. I, that's the problem. I have the added pressure that everyone must survive. I'm also that person too. You know, like if if someone goes down, I'm like, no! I send the tank in to try and pick her up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Send the tank in to give cover to uh, to your engineer. Yeah. Or to survive or something. Well, it can be anybody. Anybody can get to him, and it should send him back to base. They call in a. Medic. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. I thought it was just only the engineer because they had the revive. Uh, uh, Renegade, Rangade, Regicide. <laughs> That's not what that no, means. No, I know, <laughs> I know. No, it's yeah. I think you're right. I think it's uh, it's either Renegade or Regigade or Ragnite. Doesn't that sound right? 
It's like yeah, it's it's Ragnade. Yeah, it, Ragnade, it comes yeah. from the the Ragnite stuff that they found. Mm-hmm. But no, no, um, you should be able to get anybody can get to them. In fact, if you you may have noticed with enemies, if you knock them and you walk over them, they kind of disappear. You ever notice that? I noticed that when I when 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 I took out an enemy, regardless of who it was, like if if like my snipers, they would take out an enemy and they would disappear. Well, they shouldn't disappear. They should drop to the ground, and then you would have to, uh, after three turns, they would then disappear, or you have to run over to them, and if you do that, then they disappear. Ah, uh, okay. Because you it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, you same. know what? You know what? I think you're right. I never noticed it, but I think you're right. Because I remember also when you kill an enemy on the map, when you kill an enemy on the map, there's an X where their body is. Yep. Yeah, and so if you go over to them, you clear them. Because they can do the same thing. The enemy can do the exact same thing. If they can yeah. get to their guys, they can revive them. I don't know why they would, but <laughs> it has that <laughs> same thing. And that's what happens too. If if your guy drops, an enemy can walk up to them and insta kill him. You don't get three yeah. turns. Yep, because, and that was that was one of the things too. that they were talking about in the tutorial um, was that you know if you if one of your players gets knocked out, um, they die by either you know the three turn limit or an, an enemy walks over them, steps on them, whatever you know. Yep. <laughs> Gives them raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever they're, you know, whatever uh, they're, they're dead. So yeah, that's a really cool thing. They they give you a chance to save them, but they're also like, hey, be mindful because the enemies can do the same thing. Yep. Which is nice. You got it. Yeah, there's so much about the gameplay that I really like. Um, what were I? I know I know you've you're very familiar with the series, but in this one in particular, like what did you really like about the the game? Well, <clears throat> I I said it before, but I really like the grenadiers. Um, they're instantly my my new favorite thing. Um, I like I like the new characters. They all have a a strong, for lack of a better word, a strong backstory to them. You know, some characters in games, they're just there, and you feel like they were just put there to be in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. This this feels like they're more alive, and that they, they have a story, and, you know, we kind of get to experience that story. So I really like that. Uh, I played the demo version I played was on the switch and I gotta say this demo was really good like it looks really good it felt really good you know I didn't notice any glitches or frame rate drops or none of that mm-hmm so I really liked that you know it feels like it was optimized for the switch yes mm-hmm. even though it was one of the later editions that they announced. Right. So I really, um, I really enjoy that. I really appreciate that. You know, it's those are kind of really the new things that I liked. Everything else felt like you know homemade apple pie. You know, <laughs> it felt like just the yeah. staple. It was already there. You know, it felt nice. Felt good. So I can't really say much more about new stuff I liked but you know asking you the same question what did you really like from the game I really liked uh, going back to the characters I really liked the characters all I think they did I think they did a really good job of in addition to giving the main characters their 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 own shine and their own style you know uh, Kai, Claude, Raz, and Riley, you know, with their strong backstories, they're all connected um, by the fact that their their town was attacked and they all enlisted in the war. Right. So 
I like that and that they're going with the story of keep and keeping those core characters alive because they're story characters. I also like the fact that the other characters around them, mm-hmm. the characters the characters in, in Squad E and the other characters you meet in the game, Minerva, Crystal, you know, the other characters, uh, they all have very different personalities and styles to them. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jester. Yeah. He in particular sticks out because he's constantly, like, chewing on, uh, he has a thing in his mouth. Yep. And I really like, like, that part of it, and they gave the, they gave each character their own style and flavor, and they didn't have to do that. Yeah. Because even in, even in, in cutscenes sometimes, you'll see, like, a faceless character just talking to somebody, or, you know, a bunch of faceless characters in a cutscene just walking along or shooting or doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, your squad has that sense of personality to them. Right. Yeah, like, that kind Nico's of... adorable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that kind of um, kicks back off of what I was talking about. What we was talking about is that they, these characters feel real. Like they spent yeah. time with these characters to develop real characteristics and make each character feel unique, just like you know in the real world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that I really liked about the game was the fact that the combat in particular is very simple to understand right in terms of hey if you shoot at a critical point you'll do more damage it'll take less shots to kill them but you a have to be in range in the proper within the proper range to do the damage uh and and b you know have the right uh skills and stuff to make it all work but it's yeah. also nuanced and I I think once you get later on into the game, it'll become very imperative that you uh, pay attention to where you are, please. Because during the demo, I made a few mistakes doing that. I left people out in the open with no AP. Uh, I got lucky and none of them died. But like I said, Kai did get did get incapitated at one point. Um. But yeah, you have to pay attention at all times. It's a strategy game. Yep. It's a turn-based strategy game. You have to be paying attention and thinking about your next move at all times. Don't do what I did and have somebody run out in run out into an open area, not realize <laughs> that you are either within range of a tank or or a uh, heavy artillery gun or just an enemy in general. Pay attention because if you don't. They're going to take damage, and you may not get a chance to react because they might go down. Yeah, I was just thinking of you, like, sending someone out there. Hey, guys, you want to share a snow cone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I remember in in the mission in Chapter 2, the last battle you do in Chapter 2, when you have to find the decoy tanks and everything. The, I liked it, I liked that they started the map with low visibility. Mm-hmm. So you had to get close to the tanks to see if they were a real tank or not. The only problem with that, however, is if they were a real tank, you know, you would know because the game would stop for a few. The cutscene would show up with the, the dialogue boxes. And then you're like, oh, that's a real tank. By the time you get back in the combat, the tank's probably shooting at you. So you need to move into cover or hide in the grass so they can't see you. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty great. I know I I, uh, I had my uh, grenadier destroy the first decoy. It had like 5 HP. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to send a little bomb over and blow that up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't try like destroying any of the tanks. So I'm not sure if you can. But I was going to test that out and see if I could uh, bring a Lancer up and hit its weak point, the little blue stuff in the back, and see yeah. if that 
uh, destroys it or not, or if I have to leave them alone, so to speak, for the story. Yeah, because yeah, because the mission in particular says, you know, find all the tanks, find all the tanks, decoys, you know, find the real tanks. Right. And um, I don't remember if the mission fail, if one of the mission fails was destroy a tank. I don't think so. I remember you had to do it though in 20 turns. So you, you didn't have like 100 turns to sit there and find all the real tanks. Yeah. Slowly move around the map. You have to sort of do it quickly. Yeah. And efficiently. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I don't care about the rankings as far as like the letter grades go. <laughs> I only care about getting the mission done. If it takes me... 19 turns, 20 turns, and I have a D grade, I don't care. Got it done. Well, I probably should care because you probably get more uh, points to spend on weapon upgrades and all, which we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> didn't even talk about that. The, the better you do, you get more XP and you get more money to spend on the upgrades. Although, yeah. you kind of, like, for upgrades. Like, they unlock the further you get through the story. So you're kind of just stuck there if you have, like, a whole bunch of money. Yeah, you're kind of... You're just waiting to unlock the next upgrade through a story mission. Mm-hmm. Or you could get lucky and find a special gun on the ground from the Imperials and put that on one of your guys. Did you? I picked up one of the special guns. I picked it up. It was actually in the, in the mission in Chapter 2. Oh, okay. So... I didn't get a chance to actually use it or equip it, but I do have one. I'm probably going to go and do a few skirmishes and test that out, because I didn't test that out in the demo. Yeah. So how do you feel about the XP system? Um, I It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. I thought that you were going to have to individually level up each single uh, character. Yeah. I am honestly glad they didn't do it that way because if you look at that roster list, there are a ton of characters and you would quickly find your favorite characters and just take them with you at all times. Unless and they not die. worry about the other way, right, right, unless they die, which is an important part of managing your squad and making sure everyone stays alive and all the other business. But yeah, I'm glad they didn't do it that way because that probably would have been... A bit of a deterrence from using all the characters right does that make sense yeah because they're also unique right you know i have a little story to tell so i found out in the original valkyria and i assume this is the case for uh valkyria 4 mm -hmm. is that they once you level them up to i think it's level five they actually unlock like a secondary weapon or they get like better armor or something. They get something extra special that right. uh, they get. And it might even be level 10. But anyways. Um, That's really cool though. Yeah. Like the with the shock troopers, I believe they get a flamethrower, which Ooh. is really helpful for people hiding in grass. Like you just come up there and you flamethrower and it like burns them and causes them to like jump up and stuff right and it burns the grass too so you can't use the grass as cover if you wanted to yeah i think so so um it's kind of nice to have that yeah in the first time i played valkyria i didn't know that you got that stuff <laughs> ah so i got like all the way uh near the end like chapter 11 12 13 maybe even 14 i got really close to the end I still didn't have any of the extras unlocked for my guys. Jeez. <laughs> and I was on this level and I was getting like mowed up. Like they have this automatic tank gun. And so you got to kind of like put the tank in place and move them up around this area without getting shot because literal four seconds and you're dead. Jeez. So it's, it was really tough. And I'd messed up, though, because I wasn't leveling up my guys. Like, you want to go into those skirmishes and get some levels up. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, their levels don't do a whole lot for their, quote-unquote, statistics. But getting that extra stuff, 
uh, really helps. And so that's that's kind of the story. That's why I've never beaten Valkyria Chronicles is because I underleveled my guys, got stuck at a hard place, and then was like, well, I'm not <laughs> going to complete this. <laughs> right. Because I didn't... Like, well, I didn't, I'm stuck. Yeah, I didn't know that there was extras that would have made it a lot easier for me. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, so that, that was my little funny story. I appreciate that. It I is there's definitely is definitely uh something to that though cuz again like if the game hadn't told me, "Hey, you can level up your characters." I wouldn't have known. Right. And that was one of the things why I was like, "Hey, you need to go play this because otherwise you don't know you level up your characters." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um anything that you didn't like about the game in general? As we, as we we talked about the, the, some of the things that we like about the game, uh, anything you didn't like in particular? You know, um, I can't really think of anything that I didn't like with it. You know, because it's it's a demo. I think it's a great yeah. length. Like they could have ended it right after chapter one and been like, continue your story in the <laughs> retail game. Yeah, definitely could have. You know, so. I, there wasn't really anything that I hated or disliked about this game. Like, there's really nothing, <laughs> nothing that comes to mind. Right. Um, unfortunately. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. By the way, uh, before I get into my, my one dislike about the game, um... I like that the story for the demo ended on a cliffhanger of sorts. Bum bum bum. Because, Sorry. you know, you see you see the the town of uh Rain get attacked and it's burning in the distance and then it's like, Oh find out next time in the fall of twenty eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can appreciate that. I was like, God dang it, really? these they know what they're doing but yeah. no my my one dislike about the game and it's a really minor thing but it comes down to the it involves the the combat in particular i wish that there was more of a cover system <laughs> okay because your only cover cover is sandbags that you can crouch behind Right, and you can sort of use the tank as cover. Yep. yep. But it's but you can't like you can't tell you can't tell your school your your squad members to duck behind this box that's like behind that's you know by the corner of this house. Uh, um, you know you can't tell them to you know lean up against the wall and you know just sort of hang there for for overwatch in case somebody comes around the corner or something yeah that's what i was gonna say you can't tell them to overwatch <laughs> yeah but in a way you in a way you sort of can you can set up ambushes for the enemy ai exactly. which they did some really funny things the ai they did yeah it, at least for me they did some funny things. i was playing on normal difficulty so on xbox so i don't know if it was different on the harder difficulty but for me on normal they did some really funny things uh, I saw I saw multiple times. Uh, this was especially in in chat on the second part of the of the of the uh, mission in chapter two. Mm -hmm. When you're all when you're all around that first little area before when when you shoot the the numbers. I don't know on the about. I didn't get that. There's part. a oh, okay. So there, there's a part in chapter two after you find after you find all the tanks. Mm -hmm. There's like five tanks. Once you find all the tanks, they're like, oh, no. They're like, oh, you thought it was over? Guess what? You have to call for air support. <laughs> Yourself. Spoilers. Sorry. Um, but I, I think it's kind of important to sort of explain what's going on. So anyway, you're all after that happens, you're all grouped up in this one little area because you all regrouped. Right. Which was good for me because Jester was being shot at because there was a tank right there and I didn't. It I was like, oh no, it's the last tank. What are we gonna do? 
And then the cutscene happens, like, okay, woof, cool, because he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, you're all in this little area, cooped up. And I move some guys around into the grass, or they were just chilling around the flag. Right. And on the enemy turn, I had two or th- two or three enemies just run around the corner, run to where we all are. And I was like, he's trained. He's trained. Oh, he's not trained. He's dead. <laughs> and they all just died because we we just shot them up. So I wish that there was some sort of cover system for both the enemies and more cover systems for the enemies and us as players to utilize besides just the sandbags. Right. Because well, there are also those little walls that the tanks can't roll over. The black walls... Right. The tanks can't go over those, but you can't crouch behind them. Right. And that that was a little disappointing. Like, the walls themselves. I kind of... Yeah. I, I, I wish that it was the case, but that that's not enough to to be a disappointment for me. Oh, Just no, no, I'm no. Just because I'm used it's... to the, the sandbags. Like, in Valkyrie 1... Sandbags were what you hid behind. That's where you would go to hide, and there was usually ample amount of sandbags if you were going to hide. Okay, yeah. And, and that's, see, had I... that's the, the risk-reward. Like, yeah. you know, are you going to go out here where your guy is wide open for an attack to try and finish this or get to this? Or are you going to try and, you know, bring the tank up and hide behind it or, you know, go around the other way? So that's kind of what I, I, I like that more. You know, like the mm-hmm. sandbags act as a protection. You know, maybe that box, like they see you, that box isn't going to protect you. So why would you be yeah. hiding behind it? Because they just fire through the box and get you. Yeah, that makes like, sense. That's my yeah. thinking. Yeah, I, I didn't think about, now that you say that, I didn't think about them just shooting through the box and yeah. hitting you that way if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, so that, that will, makes sense. I will admit, though, that I don't like, having two objectives in a single map like you brought this up and I don't like going oh here get to here and you'll complete it and then you get to there and you go uh what we actually meant was get to this location and you'll complete it <laughs> yeah you know like yeah that, mm, that bugs me like yeah you know? that that sort of bugs me too because I'm like all right I got here in let's say I got here in 12 turns max is 20 turns the the Okay, no, yeah, the the mission where you the chapter where you go and you have to deal with the Gatling, the 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 heavy machine turrets on mm. the on the uh, on the um on each side of the, of the castle or whatever that right, one. Right, the precipice. Yeah, I had maybe three turns left to make it to the end of that bridge and get someone over there to cap the flag. To end the mission. And I still had two turrets left. To take out. Nice. Did you do it? I did it. And for some reason those turrets didn't mow the one person that I sent to go to the flag down. Because there was one on each side. And they didn't shoot at me. I'm not complaining. But like... They didn't shoot at me. I was very confused why they didn't light me up. Because when I, because if you back up to a certain point behind the sandbags, they'll shoot you. But if you're running towards the objective, they're not going to shoot you, which is weird. Right. But I did it, and I had maybe one turn left by the time it was all said and done. Uh, and I was like, oh, crap. I still had the 20-turn uh, fail condition on active. Yep. And, you know, um, part of that could be that they didn't see you. Like, it's kind of nice because they have uh, where they're looking, you know? Yeah. So if they're looking to the north and you come up from the south, they're not going to see you. But if they're looking to the south and you come up south, they're going to start firing at you and counterattacking you. Yeah. And so it kind of has that field of vision, you know, that cone where they're going to see mm-hmm. you. And if you get seen, then you'll get fired at. And so I'm assuming that's what happened was that yeah. they were looking in a direction and they didn't see your guy. So they, that's why they didn't light him up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking happened. Um, because there was one instance uh, in particular where like so, like that happened. And then 
I I had so I had some one of my scouts go around the go around in mission in the, in the mission in chapter two. Um, he was running around a corner. I saw a guy. He was not looking at me, so I had the surprise attack advantage. But I didn't shoot at him. Right. And then it was their turn. Once it was the enemy's turn, he turned around. Because because it was his move, he turned around, saw me. I lost my surprise attack bonus, and he hit me. I didn't die, but he hit me, and I was like, "Crap! I should have taken the shot when I thought when I started to." Right. But I but I but I also wasn't close enough to do maximum damage to him to where headshots would have killed him in say two shots versus ten. Right. I didn't want to run the risk of wasting bullets. Yeah, and I mean you can always chance it. Like, there's times where it's six shots to kill him, three shots if I get a headshot, and I'll take yeah. that chance, you know, and I have six shots, or that doesn't sound right, maybe it's eight shots to kill him, three shots, anyways, and I get lucky, and on the last shot, bam, headshot, and they fall over, so. Yeah. Sometimes you get lucky. It's very true, and that's what it's all about, sometimes, you know, yeah. shooting your shot and getting lucky. But uh, I think Pause. we've come to. <laughs> you caught me. You yeah, caught me. I did. Just trying to sneak that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got away with it too. Yeah. No. But... It, it took me a while because I had to shake my head and you know cover my <laughs> eyes and like. Yeah. yeah. He did it. He yep. did. It. How unfortunate. How dare you? Yep. No, but I think we've covered everything as far as that. But there's one more question though. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna pick it up right. after after playing the demo and you know talking about it now on the podcast? You know, are we gonna pick it up? Right. And you uh, I really want to. <laughs> you know, it it may come down to um, how much I have available to spend. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I I really really want to uh, pick this up, preferably for the Switch because then I can play it on the big screen or I can take it with me. Yeah. You know, I mostly played it on the go. I didn't really play it on the big screen, so I can't really speak to how great it looked on the big screen. But it looked pretty dang good, you know, on that little screen. So I I really want to. Like, it's on my list of, of games I want this year. Santa's list. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, if I've been good enough. <laughs> what about that. what about you, though? Since this is your first uh, foray, or however you pronounce it, into the <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles, I mean, one, do you want it? And two, does it make you want to go back and play the first game? Um, do I want it? Yes, I do. Are you going to get it? Am I going to get it? I want to. I want to get it. It may not be right away because fall is a crazy time for and, games. And, There's so many, you know, big games coming out. Great game for streaming. Yeah. There's so many big games coming out that I want to play. Uh, but then, again, like, this is sort of a gem for me. I wasn't expecting uh, it's not that I wasn't. It's not that I was not expecting to like it because I didn't. I didn't have expectations. We'll put it that way. Right. But you definitely so, weren't expecting to love it. Yeah, because I was playing it and I was like, okay, yeah, I like this. I started playing more. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I really like this and I really want to play more of it. I do think it's also, like I said, a fun game for streaming because I could get through, you know, a chapter in an hour and you know maybe go to another one if you really want to see it so it's yep. definitely something to uh pick up and play on stream for sure and you can save anywhere and yes you know, if, if you do like a two-hour stream you're like oh man we went over i gotta stop it right here and we'll come back to it next stream like yeah you know yeah exactly you need to save anywhere right that that that's such a key thing for games nowadays too saving anywhere you want but yeah. you, but no um I do want to pick it up. I definitely do want to pick it up. I just don't know when I'm going to. That's the only thing about it. Right. 
it might be one of those things where you know it's a christmas thing or i get it on sale later down the road or something uh or i mean if if things go well enough with backlogs and other things um i may pick it up around around the time of release because it wasn't it's just it's just this fall 2018 i didn't see a actual release oh. date just the uh, um so i could be wrong on this but I believe September 26th is its release date. Ah, okay. Well. Yeah. Pretty sure. So you're going to be like destinying it up. Yeah, I, yeah. Destiny is going to be a big thing because, you know, the uh, the um, Forsaken is coming out in the beginning of September. But I'm not going to talk about that. Valkyria Chronicles, yeah, I definitely do want to pick it up. It doesn't make me want to go back and play the first game. Mm-hmm. I want to, but I don't really have a way to play it, if that makes sense. Were you not getting the Spider-Man PS4? I was planning on it. I had some things come up where I might have to have to just not get it and wait for a bundle or something, another bundle, or just buy a regular old PS4. Right. Because I had some life things happen. So, <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah. new glasses and other stuff. Right, I get that. Yeah. So. But you'll uh, miss out on the controller skin. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> the one thing to edit out the whole podcast is just that. <laughs> me saying me saying redacted <laughs> yeah. yeah no I was no. actually looking at uh, Valkyria Chronicles and if you pick it up they have a controller skin for each of the different consoles That's so obviously cool. if you pick up Switch or Xbox or Playstation they have a skin for those gotcha. but That's also really cool. They have a Ragnarok hat. And apparently there's a dog in there. I don't know if you saw the dog during the demo. Yes, I did. I did because when Kai went down, I had to... I got my engineer over to uh, revive them. And then old uh, Ragnarok and uh, the girl came out. Okay. So there's a hat of Ragnarok (laughs) that you also get with the game. It's wonderful. It's so cute. Yeah, it's his uh, one-size-fits-all. I think it's more like a, a beanie, like a little snuggie that you yeah. pull over your head. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, that might be something. Get some collector stuff uh, yeah. while it lasts. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I, I think we've uh, said all we need to say about this. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about tonight before no. we sign off? Nothing else. Absolutely nothing. I've got nothing else either. So that means we're done? Yes. That's what that means. <laughs> and we're out of here. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 54 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at MacroboV. That's me. M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. The Twitter itself for the R&R Gaming Podcast is R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. It's been so long since I've done it, I've kind of forgotten how <laughs> yeah, I... Right? I was going to say, I was going to say, it's been a little since an outro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we always post when the new episode is live on Twitter, so you can follow us and make sure to stay in the loop. Byron is also on Twitter, personally, at B underscore Ron 1417. Where else can they find us, B-Man? Well, they can find me, personally, streaming on Twitch at B underscore Ron 1417. That's twitch.tv slash B underscore Ron 1417. You can find us, the podcast, on Google Play Music iTunes and the Castbox app. On iTunes, be sure to give us five stars and leave a review. It helps us to climb the charts to continue our goal 
of podcast video game domination. Those are words that I just strung together to make it sound like a sentence, but it probably didn't work like that, but it's working like that now. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, but alright guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and uh, Ken, one more thing before we go. They gotta come back next week, right? Tell them why. Well, they actually have to come back in two weeks because once again, you will be out of town. That's right. You point of sale. That's right. <laughs> I will not be here. So it won't be uh, this week. Well, you know, two weeks. Yeah, yeah two so weeks. we won't be here next week, but we will be back the week after next week. Um, I believe we're going to be having a discussion on things that we've fallen out of favor with. Games that we've fallen out of favor with. Yeah, games games or genres of games that we've fallen out of favor with or just, you know, aren't as, as interesting as we used to be. Yeah. So, come back in two weeks because of that and everyone could use a little more R&R. <laughs>